We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Ryan's in royal blue from head to toe, fired up after a uh, late night of no, TV. not to toe. Well, they get blue. the you know, I mean, white, white sneaks, white, white kicks and, on. And, and ashy ankles, yeah. <laughs> I didn't, didn't have time those. to put, put – you didn't notice. <laughs> well, you're wearing capris, so there's a lot of ankles showing. Oh, Yo, what are not capris. My calf fetish oh, is in stop. full effect this morning. <laughs> you stay away from me, man. Uh, so speaking of legs, and uh, this is why we can't have good things, Deshaun Watson is uh, as good of a story as we've got in the NFL this year. Just – just throwing the ball all over the place. All the 19 touchdowns. They scored 30 points routinely now in Houston with him in control. And then yesterday in practice, he trips, he falls, he stumbles, he gets up, goes, oh, my knee kind of hurts, no big deal. And then all of a sudden, he's got a torn ACL, and he's out for the season. Non-contact Thursday afternoon, practice injury, already no J.J. Watt, already no Whitney Merciless. I mean, they're seconds into celebrating the Astros World Series, and now Houston's in, you know, DEFCON 9 because Deshaun's leg is falling apart out of nowhere. I mean, I just, I cannot believe that this happened to this young man and this team, and man, this this game just sucks sometimes. Yeah, it does, and especially when you're, you're injured in these uh, non-contact drills, uh, as he was, and a guy who has experienced this before, of course, his first year there at Clemson, he dealt with an ACL injury, and he lobbied his head coach, Dabo Sweeney, to to allow him to continue to play, and he, he played in that rivalry game versus uh, South Carolina and, and helped him knock them off. They hadn't beaten him in a while, and so uh, we, we actually talked to Dabo on this show about that. Uh, was it his decision or was it Deshaun Watson's decision to get back in the in the fray? And it was Deshaun Watson's decision all the way, and, and knowing that backstory, I, I'm, I'm fully confident that the young man will overcome this setback, but... As you said, Houston, so, so much exuberance being experienced after the first ever World Series victory by the Houston Astros and so much uh, excitement back in that community, back in the surrounding area because of Hurricane Harvey and everything those folks down there experienced. And now uh, this just uh, terrible injury uh, to, to, to pull away from all that uh, exhilarance and 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 now have to deal with the the new guy on the block who is everything you've ever wanted in a, a quarterback there uh i mean it's just amazing the the bad luck that keeps befalling this football program or this this organization uh, you mentioned the other injuries and they've been dealing with JJ Watt being out of that huddle for a while now at least the last couple of years and, and now you have your quarterback who is just lighting it up that spectacular uh, a spectacular show he and, and Russell Wilson put on uh, last week, the Texans and, and, and the, the Seahawks, and everyone is talking about Deshaun Watson. And why did this team 
pick them, and that team would be the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, the Browns are finally like, oh, this is why we didn't pick them. <laughs> right, yeah. We saw this coming. Right. They, they better use that, right? Uh, so uh, it, 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 it's just crestfallen to hear this news. I was at the station last night, and the tweets were going back and forth, and the alerts on the phone. Right. Like, Got to be kidding me. No, not Deshaun Watson. Well, and the first one was break. like, oh, the Texans added Deshaun to their injury report because he had a sore knee. You know, he'll probably be okay for Sunday. And all of a sudden, it's like, uh, nope, torn ACL. See you next season. And, and the first thing I thought of was was Sunday. Um, and I, I tweeted this during the game uh, with the Seahawks. I mean, imagine if they had those healthy defenders and now him at quarterback. I mean, what the what the ceiling might have been for this team this year. But obviously they didn't have the defenders. And now they don't even have him. Uh, and I don't know if it's too early to politicize this thing. Uh, but here we are the next day. And they're going, obviously, to Tom Savage this weekend. And they bring in Matt McGloin. The next day? The, it was last night. After, well, I, immediately after the injury. I mean, I don't, I don't know how we can keep having the same conversation. And, and We need to stop. It's not going to happen. I know, and it's just it's it's comical to me at this point that the universe keeps giving us. At first, the universe was reminding us over and over again how dumb the Browns are, uh, and now it keeps cycling through injured quarterbacks to remind us, um, you know, maybe how ignorant the rest of the NFL is. Yeah, you know, Tom Savage starts Sunday. I get it. It's because it's Thursday. What else are you going to do? And you bring in Matt, we, and we can we're back on this 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 idea of oh, I I met Matt McGloin once. Uh, so I know he knows my playbook, and he can come in here and learn some things. But he sucks. I mean, he's Matt McGloin. How do we keep doing this? That you are giving up on this season. There's no other way, and it's not even Colin Kaepernick specific. Give me somebody else who's available as a quarterback that's good. I'm not, I mean, I, I don't even know. But like, it wouldn't. It wouldn't even just be a Kaepernick conversation. This is not the solution for the Texans. They're in a mediocre division that is winnable, even I think the way they're constituted mm-hmm. now, if they had a better quarterback than Tom Savage slash Matt McGloin, but they're just going to sit back and let these two guys go play and not play well enough and basically give up on the rest of the season, and it's just ludicrous. Cut off their nose despite their face. I mean, uh, come there's on There's no now. way in hell, especially Bob McNair, after the comments that were revealed from his meetings up here in New York at the NFL headquarters, no way in hell he, he – Kaepernick's even on their radar, and everyone's still upset with this young man, even though you have players around the league on certain teams who are still, uh, who have picked up the baton from him and continue to to protest. It's fine for them, but the guy who started it, no. No way in hell is he going to be added to an NFL roster. Uh, So uh, we talked about this yesterday. Any and every quarterback that has been signed, you need to send a portion of your check to hmm. Colin Kaepernick because all the reason your sorry asses are on those rosters is because this young man can't get a job. Uh, and, and so here we have it again, and, and, and we can forget this conversation. They have won. The other side has won as far as Colin Kaepernick yeah. playing in the NFL, at least uh, for now. Uh, they have won. He will never get on another roster, but you still have those who will carry on what he started. You know, I, I saw a headline a couple of days ago that said uh, agents – somebody said recently that yeah. Kaepernick would have a job in 10 days. I mean – we had somebody on the show maybe the last time I was here uh, in Frigio and, and you know, was still expressing optimism about him playing this season. And I said, I don't see where that comes from. It's not happening. And it's not happening. It's just, it's, no. it's not. He's um, the martyr now. He, he is the poster child for uh, uh, coming out and, and um, I was going to say spicing things up, but uh, uh, they definitely don't uh, look at it that way. But he is the poster child for, for bringing attention to social yeah. issues as a 
athlete, and uh, so he's going to pay dearly for that. And and those, as we discussed yesterday, who say we should go somewhere else with the protest, they're not going to join you in that protest. They just want to get rid of it because they don't believe what you're fighting for. But that's all right. Uh, he'll be fine. In the, excuse me, he'll be fine in the long run. Just like those who have come before him, who have picked up the torch and and brought attention to injustice in this country and around the world, he will be just fine. He will come out on the other side clean as a whistle. I think he turns 30 today, Colin Kaepernick. There's a new argument to be made against. Now he's too old. Yeah, well. Why he's, you know, he's not a young guy anymore. They keep pulling him behind, man. <laughs> but, I mean, again, far, far short of the bigger kind of, uh, you know, social conversation involving Kaepernick, this Texans team wakes up this morning heartbroken over to Sean Watson, but – they're three and four behind Tennessee and Jacksonville, who are four and three. And the Jags are a nice story. Everybody thinks the Titans are better than a four and three, but they're four and three. And I don't think either one of those teams is capable of reeling off six straight wins or seven out of yeah. eight, and all of a sudden just, you know, dropping the AFC South competition. This division is going to stay like this the rest of the year. And you can win it maybe at eight and eight or nine and seven. And once you're in, you're in, and things can happen. Now, I would never pick anybody to come out of this division to maybe even survive week one of the postseason, but you just want to be there. And they're going to sit back now and go back to a guy past this week that they benched at halftime of their first game. Yeah, well. They're like, oh, no, never mind. Our bad. I don't know why we thought this was going to work with you, Tom Savage. And then they go to Matt McGloin, <laughs> who's, I mean, again, I just, I don't get it. Yeah, you do. You do get it. And then I just told you what's going to happen here. And and, 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 and the prior relationship with Matt McGloin be yeah. down. Uh, yes, Bill O'Brien and he were there at, at uh, Penn State for right. one season, I believe. And, and then it went over to, uh, who's the cat here? Uh, Hackenberg. Right. Uh, and, and he played pretty good at Penn State for Bill O'Brien. But uh, you, you look at Matt McGloin, uh, 55% passer, 11 touchdowns, 11 interceptions in his brief NFL career. He was on the roster with the Eagles uh, at the big, at, during training camp and, and didn't, was make he the, good didn't, for him? Yeah, didn't make the regular roster. So he's just been sitting at home uh, twirling his, his, his thumbs, and now he gets a call from his former college coach, and, and he's on an NFL roster. And you know he's not going to elevate the play no. of that football team. Tom Savage is not going to elevate the play of that football team. There's a reason his agent was crying out because he knew his <laughs> days were numbered. Yeah. You remember that? His agent comes out and says, I can't believe you you, you sat Tom Savage and we had How heard How could a, you do that to Tom uh, yeah, Savage? Ha- haven't heard a peep out of him yeah. since. <laughs> He's like, oh, you're right. Because uh, the future <laughs> was so bright with Deshaun Watson. So yeah. uh, we know what's going on here, and, and they don't care to hide it like there are other things in our – in our political world. Uh, they just come right out and show you who they really are, and they're upset with Colin Kaepernick because he had the the wherewithal and the audacity to, to uh, show... To hurt the pizza market. They <laughs> hurt the pizza market and give those who have no voice a voice. Uh, let's stay in the AFC South uh, and to a different time, of, a different kind of incompetency, because here are your Indianapolis Colts, uh, who finally yesterday... About 26 months after Andrew Luck initially hurt his shoulder, have finally decided uh, to shut their quarterback down for the rest of this season. Uh, Their GM, Chris Ballard, finally made that announcement yesterday. We think for the long-term interest of Andrew, this is the best course of action. You know, I've heard all kinds of rumors about career-ending. That's not the case here. I've not got that from one doctor. What have you got from doctors, Chris Ballard? And the rest of the Colts, 
uh, because either you have bad doctors or you guys don't listen to what they give you. And Andrew Luck may only have a left arm at this point this morning. I mean, again, the timeline of this is 26 months ago was the first time that the shoulder soreness showed up on injury reports and whatnot. Then he had the, you know, he had sore ribs and a shoulder, and they basically shot him up to keep him on the field in 2015. Right. He wouldn't answer questions about what was actually bothering him. Jim Irsay more than once dismissed it as just regular pain and wouldn't call it chronic. And there's a great column written by Greg Doyle, used to be at CBSSports.com, narrates for the Indy Star. Jim Irsay wouldn't use the word chronic, even though at that point we were 12 months into shoulder pain. That's the definition of chronic. Mm -hmm. And they just ignored it and put him back out there. They didn't shut him down after he broke his kidney open because they thought maybe they're going to make the playoffs. Now, this year, they put him back in practice, and immediately the shoulder hurts again. They give him a cortisone shot. This is now three weeks have passed, and finally, they say, you go to the IR. Uh, and he was the one that decided to finally have surgery last January because they still were not committed well, to it. Listen, What's uh, going on there? Everyone's at fault here, even Andrew Even him, Love, yes, true. Because athletes are conditioned to get back out there. Athletes are conditioned to continue to try to play, whether it's head trauma, whether it's knee trauma, uh, chronic pain in your shoulder, what have you. You are conditioned from a very young age to get back out there on the field. Uh, we're all aware of the move the drill. Well, th- that's hmm. real. And, and, and so if someone goes down... And you say move the drill, and it may uh, sound, uh, you know, insensitive, and it is, but that's how this game is and will always be to a certain extent. There are cultural norms that exist in sports that don't in larger society. So uh, Andrew Luck probably said, yeah, I can go just shoot the bad boy up. I want to be here for my teammates. And that being said, those doctors and, and that, that those – the front office, and it, it wasn't Ballard then. Uh, what was it, Grixon? Yeah. Uh, at the time, you know, they should have stepped in. It's like, no, you are our future. We haven't surrounded you with any protection whatsoever, right. and you're going to be our future. And, and we've ex- we've invested a ton of money in you, so we want to sit you for now. And I know you want to get out there. I understand the mindset of an athlete. You want to be out there. You're a, an, an elite competitor. I get that, but no. I don't care if we have an opportunity to go to playoffs or not. You are going to sit and get right, and once you're right, 100%, we'll stick you back out there. And, and that's how the conversation should have gone. But in the heat of the moment, especially being a competitor like Andrew Luck is and and, and the coach trying to get everything right and, and get the fan base back on their side and get uh, that, that uh, underwater record straight, they decided to take the other option. So you have what you have here. And as far as disclosing what's really going on with him, I can understand it doesn't bother me that much. We, we know he's hurting, and you have laws, HIPAA laws, that are in place where you can't share t- too much information. So that doesn't bother me too much. But we saw this. The writing was on the wall when the guy was out there and he couldn't practice, or he did when he first finally hit the, the practice field, it, it was short-lived because he did have still soreness and inflammation in, in that, that shoulder. So we knew this is where we were headed, and we discussed this a couple weeks ago. He's probably going to end up on IR. He won't right. play this season. He doesn't need to play this season. Make sure you get him right. There's still a lot of life left in that arm, hopefully. Get him right and get that roster right, especially that offensive line. Yeah, but I mean, the issue here now is about the timetable because they should have protected him, like you said, and they should have figured this out. And their job is to tell him, as you said, to right, not play. Right. You reminded me of Dave Roberts being talked into pitching Brandon Morrow 
even though right. he wasn't going but to. But what did we just discuss about Deshaun Watson in college with Dabo Sweeney, torn ACL, he, he lobbies his coach to, to allow him to play. Yeah. And, and the coach defers to the player. Yeah, but at some point you got to know better. Uh, I would agree. You, I, I, I would agree. And, and, and probably in that situation with Deshaun Watson – I would have said no, and I'm, I'm sure they went out and saw him move around and practice it. Okay, uh, even though we don't think this is wise, uh, he looks pretty dang good <laughs> in practice. It's amazing with a torn ACL, so we're going to give this a try. Uh, now, at this level, when you've seen Andrew Luck out there, you know that you haven't protected him, and, and, and there's a possibility that this could linger on for a while. Uh, you, you sit that guy. You, you, you sit him for a, a later date. And allow him to get 100% healthy because we're not talking about a three, you know, possibly four year college career. We're talking about 10, 12 years right. in the NFL. So get him right. 855 212 4CBS, 855 212 4227. A lot of QB idiocy around the NFL. Uh, all sorts of idiocy last night for the Buffalo Bills. This is why they haven't been in the playoffs in 17 years. That and a Brad Heller updates next on Geo and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Give us a call right now. 855-212-4CBS. I think there's a I think Hank Aaron had a brother too who hit one major league home run. So they have the record for most homers by brothers in baseball history, 755 and one. <laughs> there you go. That's the way to do it. Uh, it's bogus in for Gio. Brian Jones is here. Bill Hancock is here at the top of the second hour. And Stefan Diggs um, in the end of that third hour, in the second hour, rather, will join us here uh, as well. Joining us right now is Brad Heller. He's got your update. Good morning, Brad. Good morning, guys. The Bills had the chance to tie for the best record in the AFC last night, but it was a bad, bad night on the road. Taylor in the shotgun, takes the snap. Here comes pressure straight up the middle. Tyrod stares it down, fires downfield. Great catch by Nick O'Leary, and he's brought down. At the, um, he's still on his feet inside the 35. Now the ball comes out, rolling around at the 30-yard line. Jets say they have it. No signal yet from the officials. Jets ball! And John Murphy had the call mm-hmm. Bills Radio Network. One of three turnovers in a 34-21 loss to the Jets. Tyrod Taylor was sacked seven times. Bills committed 11 penalties. LaShawn McCoy finished with just 25 yards on 12 carries. Our intensity wasn't high. We, we I feel like we were lackadaisical. Um, small mistakes that we haven't made, you know, in the past we made today. Um, started at the beginning of the game. You know, small things like the alignments, you know, on sides. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll get it together. It's like we didn't bring it. And for the Jets, Josh McCown, a touchdown pass and a touchdown run. Jets end their three-game losing streak. They're 4-5, and five, the Bills 5-3. and three. The big NFL news from Thursday, the Texans losing rookie Deshaun Watson for the rest of the season. A torn ACL. He was just the AFC Player of the Month for October. So Tom Savage gets the starting job back, and Houston's reportedly going to sign Matt McGloin to be the backup. Andrew Luck's season is over. Before it even starts, he goes on injured reserve for the Colts with that bad shoulder. NBA, the Warriors handed the Spurs their fourth straight loss, 112-92 in San Antonio. Golden State was down 19 in the first half. 27 points for Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant, 24. Much closer game in Portland to Damian Lillard, a three-pointer with seven-tenths of a second left. Blazers edged the Lakers, 113-110, their 13th straight win in the series. Lillard finished with 32. Baseball, the city of Houston is going to celebrate the Astros World Championship with a parade and a rally today. And the Angels keeping outfielder Justin Upton five years, $106 million. Guys. Brad, thank you. And my apologies to Tommy Aaron, who hit actually 13 career oh! home runs. So 
Uh, the oh. Aaron Brothers. That's seven sixty-eight. Yeah, man. As a as a duo, my my bad, <laughs> my bad, Tommy. There Aaron. you go, Tommy. Looks a lot like his brother. Well, good, I mean, good for them. Were they twins? I don't my know, goodness, I've never seen Tommy. Looks exactly let me see, like Hank. Let me see the photo, homie. He does. Right? Yeah. I mean, more so than normal. Yeah, he looks... For you guys all looking alike. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Yeah, that ain't no play cousin there. That's a real brother. Uh, Apparently, they call this gentleman Spicy Ham, and he is on CBS Sports Radio this morning. What's going on, Spicy? Hey, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for calling. Yeah, of course. Long time, Liz. Uh, oh, that was quick. That was quick. <laughs> your, your phone apparently is not spicy. Oh, oh there you are. Hey, listen. Can you hear me now? Yeah, we got you. <laughs> all right. I was calling because uh, Bogus is looking for another quarterback because we're all tired of hearing uh, about Colin Kaepernick, right? No, we're not tired of hearing about him. A lot of people are, but we just know that uh, that ship has sailed. That's true. Hey, listen, I I don't really have an opinion one way or the other. But I am kind of tired of hearing his name, so I think we should call him CK. Why? Why are you? What do you mean you don't have an opinion one way or the other? You can't be in the middle I, as far as this issue. Well, I just wish that people took it in a way that gave some uh, inspiration, I guess, towards the military. Well, this isn't about the military, and people assign this to the military so they can deflect. From the real issue. This is not about the flag. This is not about the military. I don't know how many times people have said that. Colin Kaepernick even said that from day one. Matter of fact, he met with Nate Boyer, a former Green Beret, and he is the one that suggested to him that he kneel instead of sit. So this is not right. about the military. And people, those who don't want to... That they don't want to discuss the main issue. That's what they say. I had to, I told you yesterday about the gentleman on the plane, Bogus, mm-hmm. who was commenting on it. Oh, they should go to the police precinct. That's where they should they should protest. But his butt would not be there with them because they don't believe in the issue that he, Colin Kaepernick, and all these other players are discussing and fighting for. Spicy ham. Thanks for the call. I think he was eventually going to get to that. Tony Romo should go to the Texans. Yeah, I think that Tony ship Romo's not has going sailed anywhere. as well. Right. Romo's uh, having too much fun. He'd probably TV. get hurt in practice too. <laughs> yeah, keep uh, sign, and, and this is you've seen this throughout our yeah. history. If you go back and and, and read the real history, uh, and, and and I mean it's just amazing. The, the same playbook is being used currently that was used back back then. Uh, I was just astonishing to me, but I guess I shouldn't be surprised because people don't want to broach the topic and they don't think there's a problem. Well, there is a problem. Well, I mean, sure. I've lived and many others are living and these guys are giving voice to those who don't have a platform and I see nothing wrong with that. Sports has been the catalyst for change in this country forever, ever, and it will continue to be a catalyst for it. And it's true of, of anything that people don't want to talk about, right. that they disagree with, whatever it is, there's always ways to to deflect. Right. To That's just, what they do. You get away from it and you change the subject, you move the goalposts, and you're never actually addressing what the situation is, whatever yeah. it, it may be. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. So speaking of Romo, uh, I believe last night was the last CBS-produced mm-hmm. Thursday Night Football, So uh, and it was only on NFL Network last night nationally, so Romo and Nance can go back to having five days off uh, as opposed to you know only three and a half, so to speak, doing Thursday Good and Sunday them. games. Good for them. They were working way too hard, uh, and what they saw last <laughs> night could have been 
the next example of just how good the Buffalo Bills are. Instead, it was old school Bills. Third and 10 from the 20. Taylor in the pocket, steps up. Taylor trying to run. Taylor slowed down at the line of scrimmage. Taylor, knocked from behind. The ball pops loose, running down the sideline to Mario Davis, and he's tackled inside the five. Another turnover for Buffalo, and the Jets have been opportunistic all night. Yeah, so that didn't go well. That was a high eagle on Westwood 1, and it was the Bills uh, down 34-7 by the time he got to the mid-fourth quarter, then eventually with a couple of late touchdowns making things look a little bit prettier on Thursday Night Football in Jersey. 34-21 the final last night. They had won 4-5. Their defense was taking the football away. Their offense was playing well, and everything went in the other direction. They gave the ball away three times. Tyrod Taylor was sacked seven times. Sean McCoy was on and off the field. I mean, they just had no chance last the night. The defense gave up a season-high 194 yards oh, that rushing. Too. Uh, they, they couldn't do anything right. And, 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 and as many of the guys said for the Jets, uh, you know, they out-physicaled us in that, that first ball game. We got them back in this ball game. So uh, the, the Jets came out ready to play. Uh, and, and when you know you have about eight or nine days off, you, you don't want to be sitting there with a loss on your mind. Uh, and, and they went out and played like it was a, they had a pl- playoffs on the line because they just dominated the Buffalo Bills. And I was very surprised to see that pass rush uh, get home as many times uh, as it did. And Tyrod Taylor, one of those elusive quarterbacks, he just had no time to breathe. And this ain't Saxonville. Uh, the Jets had, I think, one sack from their defensive line going into the night, yeah. and they were everywhere, all over Tyrod Taylor last night. So here we are again, just as we were about to, I think, have a little... We asked Ross Tucker about this Monday morning yeah. on the show. You know, how how legit are the 5-2 and two Bills? Well, now they're 5-3, and three, and all of those losses have been on the road. A, stink, a stinker in Carolina when they lost 9-3. Then they blew a, four, a fourth-quarter lead against Cincinnati, who hadn't won at that point in Week 4. And now they go to the Jets last night and take nothing away from the good job that Todd Bowles and the Jets have done. But they got smacked in the face by an inferior right. team, which just can't happen. Well, the Jets have been close, and they've just allowed games to get away from them in late in games. Josh McCown, uh, someone you wouldn't expect as long as he's been in the league to throw ill-advised, ill-advised passes and interceptions in the fourth quarter, late in the fourth quarter like he has. So he's done that a couple of times. That's cost the Jets. The refs taking a touchdown away from Austin Safarian Jenkins, who is, is – quickly becoming a huge threat yeah. in this Jets offense. And I believe this is the end of his contract, his rookie deal. So uh, they, they need to shore him up. And it looks like he's gotten his off-the-field troubles uh, out of the way and, and has become a bona fide uh, option in that in that offense and, and a guy who's tough to handle as far as uh, coverage responsibilities. So uh, the, the Jets have been very physical. And as it was said to me and you guys roundly ridiculed me. Yeah, we're in the danger zone that, here having that, to apologize that, yeah, to you. Yeah, Todd Bowles liked this football team. He got rid of all the riffraff. He got, there were too many Chiefs, not enough Indians in, 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 in that locker room. And he got away from from Sheldon Richardson, shipped him to Seattle. Of course, Brandon Marshall, uh, he and Sheldon going back and forth. And I'm sure Todd Bowles and everyone else were tired of hearing that, that stuff. So, of course, he's with the Giants on IR now. Uh, and he has a bunch of young players that he like. And everyone said, oh, you have this nondescript roster and you're not going to be able to do anything. But they play hard. So you have to give them credit. They play hard. Yes, they got out of gates slow. But it looks like they're rounding into shape. And that's not to say they're going to make the playoffs. I'm not going there. But I, I thought – from what I was hearing, uh, that uh, this w- would be a team that played like they did last night. 
uh, a team that may not win a ton of games, but they're going to go out there and show that they have some heart, and that's what they've displayed. Yeah, they're going to be the team. I'm with you on I don't think they're good enough to, to hang really, really all year in the playoff hunt. Even in the AFC, which I don't know who's good past New England and kind of Kansas City right now, but um, you're not going to want to play them. You're not going to want to face them these last eight yeah. weeks because they're going to be a pain in the butt, especially if this is the beginning of their defensive front getting to the quarterback consistently. Uh, that's a new dynamic you need to worry about. But yeah, Jordan Jenkins was great. Was his second year with the Jets? Yeah. The kid out of Georgia, he was outstanding. 48 all uh, over the field. Mikey B points out that uh, if you took the over on the Jets' win projection, you already can cash your ticket. They're oh! the first team to, to make a decision on that this year. They had three and a half was the projected what? win total. And I said they'd get what? Eight. eight. You said eight. Man, yeah, halfway there. I should become a gambler. Man, too late to call a bookie. Yeah, you can't bet that now. I what mean, were the odds of them winning three and a half? Uh, well, I don't know no, how that never works. Never mind. Okay. I'm just, I was just curious. Man, I could We'll ask much. Coop. Yo, ask. What do you think? <laughs> you hear that, who? <laughs> Jets. Man, they were talking to me this morning. This uh, Coop and Calhoun, our security guard, our security detail yeah, here. That's in, what they are. Yeah, in the building. Yeah, you hear that? <laughs> I had no idea what they were saying this morning. Like every morning, but even more so this morning. It was I couldn't walk fast enough. I mean, I almost walked through the glass through right. the turnstile there. Uh, I, it's it's not it's not French, it's not Spanish, <laughs> it, it's not Jamaican. I have no idea. What it's that all was. of those things. <laughs> it's a, a, a language stew, yeah. a language gumbo. Uh, who wins, Falcons or Panthers? Patriots. All right, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> And why? <laughs> why do you keep asking me why, man? Yeah. <laughs> but a great win by the New York Jets. Yeah, how about it looked like that? they had a good attendance, too. I mean, from my vantage point, I, I, I thought a lot of people showed up for that deal. So uh, I heard a lot of Bills noise, though. I don't know if that was CBS, like, shoving up, like, some crowd mics. But when the Bills did some good things, there was a, a burst of sound as well. So I don't know if Jet fans maybe opened up the door a little bit and let some extra Buffalo fans in. Uh, to the Meadowlands last night, but it, it didn't. It definitely was a nice crowd. Uh, but I heard more positive Bills reaction. Than I thought, and I would have expected for a uh, a Jets home game. Now, in the run up to Thursday Night Football, I've grown so tired of players. While it's a very valid complaint, like nothing's going to happen anymore, complaining about the short week and the quick turnaround. But then Richie Incognito, who normally I don't care what he thinks, uh, doubled down on the criticism last night after this loss of Thursday Night Football. And these Thursday night games, they suck. They throw a, a, a wrench in our schedule. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's absolutely ridiculous that uh, we have to do this. Um, as physical as this game is and as, as much work and preparation that, that goes into this to, to force us to play games on four-day weeks, it's, it's completely unfair and uh, bullshit. And, you know, whatever. We make money off of it and... Uh, that's all they care about anyway. So we uh, we just keep trucking. I mean, we got a tough group of guys in this locker room. And uh, back to the drawing board, back to Buffalo, and uh, got the Saints. Uh, he's correct. It's bulldookie, it, first of it, all. Yes, it's, it's bulldookie. And uh, it is tough on their bodies. It's so physical. It takes you about you know five to six days to start feeling right again and then you go back out there and do the whole drill over uh and so uh richie incognito is correct 100 percent correct but you have to find a way in this new day of the nfl to fight through that and and and, and play that game we would have short weeks during the thanksgiving week right uh and, and and yes it was difficult but you you find a way to plug on through and and, and get it done 
Uh, and, and there's more adrenaline because, you know, that's a festive festive time of year and you got family more family than, than right. normally that's there you're thinking about that turkey and all that mm. and, and so that helps you get through it uh but uh, th- these guys uh are, are, are so right those who are who have come out and, and lambasted uh the uh the league for this but it's all about money and how about sean mcmahon is coming out the other day and said hey yeah it's oversaturated you want to talk about ratings and all that and people point to Colin Kaepernick and others, that's bull dookie. It's just the market's oversaturated. Yeah, there's too many games. There's too many bad games. But, yeah, it's bull dookie, Richard. Come on. <laughs> but I hear his point. I mean, I, I barely could come in today after working yesterday. Two radio shows back-to-back. Right. I can't imagine two football games in five and, days. And, 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 thank you. I mean, come there on. These are robots. No. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. I think there's seven games tomorrow between ranked teams in college football. Don't think. Because there true. are. It's seven. I just First don't time, trust I think me since 2013. Yeah. All right. We'll get into those, and then we'll talk to Bill Hancock to start off hour number two of Geo and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Follow the guys on Twitter at Geo and Jones. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. I love the Big Ten logo that had the 11 in around the yeah. T. That was the best one. <laughs> Big Ten-ish? Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of the Big Ten and college football, I'm glad that I did count correctly and that there are seven games this weekend yep. featuring ranked teams. And what did you say? It's the most since, since when? I think 2013. Look at that. And, and, and back in 2013, when seven, seven, uh, we had seven games with uh, pitting ranked teams versus ranked, the lesser-ranked team won four of those games. So okay. for all you folks who do have bookies out there, just know that. <laughs> uh, now, one of them uh, is Alabama and LSU, number mm-hmm. two and number 19, based on the college football playoff rankings. And that game is in primetime tomorrow night. It'll be a late one. CBS. What's the first game? Uh, Georgia, South Carolina. Right. Yeah, and, and South Carolina is uh, has had a resurgence after they lost uh, their best player, Debo Samuel earlier in the season and uh, playing some good defense right now. Uh, offensively, I think they're going to be challenged going up against this Bulldog uh, defense, and everyone knows about the running game there at Georgia, and, and they just have running backs after running backs. Of course, Sony Michelle and Nick Chubb, who've been mainstays for a few years now, and you add in DeAndre Swift, the true freshman, Elijah Holyfield. He had a long run for a touchdown, son of a heavy, former heavyweight champ. Vander Holyfield and, and Jake Fromm hasn't had to do much. And, and right. last week you you post over forty on uh, your rival Florida in forty two plays. Yeah, forty two plays. That was it. So they're, they're well rested going into this ball game versus South Carolina, and uh, it, so that that should be a fun game. Alabama LSU, man. I, I, I'm starting. You to like be- LSU a little bit. I'm don't starting you? to believe in them again defensively and even offensively. But I just don't think they have enough offense versus this Alabama. Defense, who was first in everything once again, like they usually are, and 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 you have a few freshmen on that offensive line for LSU. I don't think they'll be able to run the ball. And Danny Etling, if he can't pass the ball down the field, which they've been able to do uh, here lately in these last three wins after that that Troy debacle, uh, if he can't do that, they're going to be in trouble. But you 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 look at these jet sweeps they like to employ. Now the wide receivers have almost as many. 
rush touchdowns as they do receiving touchdowns, three uh, on the ground and five via air. But defensively, I like LSU secondary with Tolliver and, and uh, Greedy Williams back there. Uh, they, they are good. Watch this linebacker, Devin White, as well. We talk about Bama's linebackers, and, 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 and of course, they're great each and every year. But LSU has one in Devin White, number 40. And Arden Key, who uh, was away from the program for about five or six months, uh, is looking like the old Arden Key guy who set the single-season sack record there at LSU uh, a year ago is, is looking uh, pretty good, rounding into shape. First four ball games of the season, he only had a half a sack, and, and these last two, he has three sacks. So, And they've only allowed eight points the last three games in the fourth quarter. So they're playing better on that side of the ball. I think that's going to be – they're going to have to force some turnovers. They're going to have to get Jalen Hurts to put the ball on the ground or, or these running backs. So it should be a fun game. I'm hoping it's close, but I think Alabama wins. And I think the line on that one was 21. I don't really? know if it's changed. But it was twenty one. Uh, I'm just happy you guys have good games because our, yeah. our TV buddies sometimes, you know, they the best game from the best conference, and it's twenty one nothing Georgia after seventeen seconds against Florida, wow. or it's Kentucky versus Vanderbilt while Alabama's playing somebody on ESPN. So I'm glad that you guys are doubling down and the schedule is favoring you. So and, and we got double headers all month long, first time that. ever. Yeah, mm-hmm. saving it for November. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah, sweeps. Oh. We'll see what happens, but those are some some good ones. Uh, the other one, Virginia Tech. Not going to say Vitek. I was uh, corrected on the Twitter. Quit calling us Vitek. Really? You don't is say that a thing? you don't say Gatek for Georgia Tech, because yeah, which is wouldn't. correct. Yeah. yeah. So I won't say Vitek. I'm a, well, I just said it again. Virginia Tech. I'm saying Vitek. No, you don't say it. they don't like that. Yeah, just like UCF doesn't like Central Florida. Right. Do you say Central Florida? No. No. What <laughs> um, you gonna say about that? I remember. I, I also I got yelled at on Twitter. Well, not yelled at, but I was told that no one in San Francisco says Frisco. Right. So you shouldn't do that. But I mean, what San yeah. Francisco is a lot to say. Yeah. Sometimes you want to shorten it, break it down. Right. And, and no one in, in Wisconsin says whiskey. Apparently. Okay. Yeah. Now so. I remember when I was in school at at Fordham, uh, St. Joe's in Philadelphia wanted to be St. Joseph's, and if you remember too, they used to have the PA in parentheses after their name. But there's no other St. Joseph's. It's not like Miami where right. you need to give Miami, Miami Ohio. Ohio. Right. So they're like, we don't need the PA, first of all. It's just us. There's no confusion. And we want to be St. Joseph's. But I don't like them, so I've always called them St. Joe's. They but, didn't like St. Joe's. But huh. now they, I think they've backed off it a little bit. Now St. Joe's is back to being okay. So maybe hmm. we'll turn to a place where you can say Vitek again. Uh, I doubt it. Uh, but uh, Vitek uh, going up against Miami. Of course, Miami's undefeated. And yeah. I, I've liked this Miami team, Malik uh, Rozier at the quarterback position has been outstanding. 17 touchdowns, four interceptions. Uh, Travis Homer stepping in for the injured. Mark Walton played okay. Didn't run for a ton a, a week ago versus that uh, very porous UNC defense. That was odd, and it was interesting. And, of course, Miami gets off to these slow starts. Maybe this is a game where they come out and from the from the beginning uh, they, they start playing well. We'll see, but uh, their defense is, is getting better on the back end. That was a big issue coming to the season, front seven. Dynamite, uh, but Vitek's playing some good ball. But Foster's defense has is, is, is been uh, kicking butt. Uh, last week they held Duke to their least amount of total offense on the season. Uh, so those guys are flying around. Watch this quarterback, Josh Jackson, freshman, and, and Cam Phillips, his favorite target there for Virginia Tech. Uh, it is time to ask the pros where you, the listener, gets to ask us a question brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Simply check out the link, cbssportsradio.com, slash ask the pros, or tweet your question to us at at CBS Sports Radio using the hashtag AskThePros. 
and be listening later in the show when we might answer your question. Trust the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts to help you choose the brakes that are an exact fit for your vehicle. Brands you trust like Brake Best and Wagner ThermoQuiet. O'Reilly Auto Parts has the brake parts you need at guaranteed low prices. O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices every day. Now, one of the other ranked matchups this weekend is Bedlam, Oklahoma yeah. at Oklahoma State. Uh, and Oklahoma State, um, you know, this this one might be the one I'm looking forward to uh, the most, particularly because Oklahoma State was kind of my team going into the season. Uh, and why wouldn't they be with Mason Rudolph and all that offense and Mike Gundy and the mullet and everything, the, the craziness? Uh, then they lose to TCU, and, you know, the one loss is going to stick there uh, and sit there and, and be an issue for them atop the Big 12 and maybe get in the Big 12 title game eventually. Uh, but obviously this is a huge game for both of these schools because someone's got to start breaking this time on the one-loss teams in the Big 12. Well, two of my favorite players in college football are in, in this ball game. Uh, James Washington, the wide receiver uh, there for Oklahoma State, leads the nation with about 22, 23 yards per reception. And, and here's a guy that entered the season with a sports hernia, Yeah, supposedly. And I was going to have him on my preseason Heisman list, and then our our uh, producer over at College Football Today on the television side, uh, Ben DeVito, said, uh, this just in, uh, your guy on your Heisman list has a sports hernia. You may want to uh, replace him. So, okay, Ben, I replaced him, and he's still tearing it up, man. It seems like every time you look up, the guy's running scot-free in someone's secondary. Uh, he has been uh, so much fun to watch, just like this other guy, my Heisman favorite going into the season and currently still my Heisman favorite, Baker Mayfield. So Good. it should be a Sticking fun game it. to watch. And that OU defense played much better after that first quarter last week versus Texas Tech, in which they gave up 20 points, only seven after that. The college football conversation continues. We kick off hour number two with the one and only Bill Hancock, the executive director of the college football playoff. He's next on Geo and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.